Hey everybody, welcome into Domesticated Gamblers, three dads with our favorite picks of the day. You can find us every weekday here on YouTube. It is January 31st, 2023. I'm Eric, there is Sean, and there is Tito. If you are watching us on YouTube, make sure to hit that like button and subscribe to our channel. That really helps us out. Uh, also post a comment on our videos and you can interact with us there. And hit that notification bell too, uh, so you can get our videos as soon as we drop them, you can also find us on Twitter at Gambling Dads. That's where I recap our plays and track our records. Uh, everything you will see there is 100% honest and transparent. I also did put out a tweet this afternoon. Our show is now available on Apple Podcasts. How about that, boys? Yeah. So find us on moving Twitter. Moving on up. We are moving on up. So follow us on Twitter at Gambling Dads. You'll see a tweet from me there today. Uh, with the link where you can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. You can also listen to the show on SoundCloud and also now on Spotify too. Just go to soundcloud.com slash domesticated gamblers or on Spotify. Just search for domesticated gamblers and you'll see our podcast there and you can hit the follow button. Uh, coming up today on the show, we're going to talk about the 10 commandments of sports gambling. Uh, but first, let's recap last night and the big story the Tito train has derailed, at least for one night. Uh, so, Tito, let me set the stage here, buddy. You had a couple three-star plays last night. You had the Baylor Bears plus four. They lose by five at Texas. Then you had Iowa State minus one at Texas Tech. Uh, you were heads up against both me and Sean on that one. Uh, your Cyclones had a 23-point lead. At one time, they had Jerry Pollard, our favorite referee, in their back pocket, making really BS calls all night long against my Red Raiders. He was terrible. Uh, but Texas Tech says, forget all that. We are storming back. They complete the largest comeback in school history. And yes, Tito, they took down your Cyclones in overtime. Sean and I are victorious. You lose. You drop $660 on the night. Tito, how does it taste? You know what? It tastes fantastic. I had a great night last night. Everyone chirping Tito. Everyone wants to get on the Tito train. Everyone wants to start harassing Tito for my hot takes and for my great plays. And you know what? I'm I'm frankly tired of it. Tagger, you want you, you want to sharpshoot me on the comments? We got another guy, another South City zebra, not the actual South City zebra, another guy, another clown that wants to chirp me, wants to tell you how I've never been on the court, never never refereed. You want to sit here and chirp me, Sean? You want to sit here and chirp me, Eric? Fine, go ahead. Have your spotlight. Today's the day here, Tito, live in person. At least I'm not like Sean, who last week took his, took his ball and went home, didn't even show up for Tuesday's show. I'm right here. I'm taking the heat. I'm going to let you know that it wasn't Tito's fault that I lost these beds last night. <laughs> These Jerry Pollards of the world. I mean, he didn't do enough for the for whoever they whoever he was refereeing. He was refereeing the what the Texas Tech game. I don't even know. It doesn't even matter. Those guys couldn't hit their free throws. I'm calling it right now. Iowa State complete fraud. They're going to be like a two or three seed in the tournament. They're going to get bounced in the first round. I can't believe I hitched my wagon to that team. Where are they even from? Ames, Iowa. Was Fred Hoiberg out there launching three pointers? What's going on with the Cyclones? What a bunch of whoop. And then Texas Tech with a, a, a coach that looks like he's 88 years old. How does that guy manage a bunch of young college kids? What a bunch of whoop there. I can't believe I stayed up until like 1130 at night watching this crap. 
what a bunch of disasters. I didn't do, I did fine. Everyone wants to just harass Tito and talk about how great Tito, you know, takes are, are, and they are great. But guess what, folks? Not everyone's 100%. Thank God I don't actually bet. Because if I did bet, man, I'd be hopping, man, right now. I got five kids. I can't even, I, I can't even imagine what they'd be saying to me right now. But thank God I didn't actually bet. So I'll just leave it to that. Boy, that was a lot. And I'm glad you don't bet either because your lights would be off. The can't the, the ca- camera wouldn't be on. We wouldn't even have a show if you lost 660 bucks with all those kids running around, all those t- little Tito's running around. I tell you what, yeah, last night is – I've lived this as a gambler. I have lived this where, you know, I got a text message from you, up 22 points. You know, you're feeling good. Game's over. You're counting your chickens before they hatch. And – all of a sudden, something happens. There's just some kind of mojo that switches and it goes against you. And there's nothing you can do. And it is just misery. It's misery, misery, misery. It was it was pure misery. You didn't get a text message from me. I'm not the one gloating. You're the one always telling me, this game's over. I'm headed to bed. I'm out of here. You're trying to do that reverse psychology mojo. I had your I had your fiance chirping me last night talking about my takes yesterday about the NFL and Mahomes, talking about how Mahomes beat me in fantasy football. This guy didn't even believe yeah. in his this guy didn't even believe in his girlfriend or his fiance. He was telling me it's over, you won it, congratulations. And then somehow Mahomes, fraud he is, comes back to beat me. And then last night you keep on telling all oh, Texas Tech is terrible. They have no fans in the stands. They're an absolute embarrassment. They don't know how to play defense. And then you you did the reverse psychology on me again. How can you say this? This is just ridiculous. People, this is what Sean does to me on a daily basis. He doesn't show it to the world. I'll explain it to the world because this is what he does on a daily basis. I can't believe he's chirping me. I was just always attacking him. Real take, that game was over. Game it clearly over. wasn't over. If it was over, Tito would be rooting his, would be counting more checks, snapping more necks, and it's not. This is ridiculous. Well, Tito, you are still in first place despite that disaster of a night. I was, I thought that was going to be your pivot on here. I, I don't even care about last night. I'm still up fifteen hundred bucks, still in first place. You are thirteen and nine on the year, plus one thousand five hundred and ninety dollars. You took your lumps last night, but you get back on the horse tonight. Uh, and we'll see what happens, right? I mean, I, I guess so. I was really nervous. I still don't know anything about these star systems, these points, the spreads, what I'm getting, what I'm not getting. I honestly thought that losing those two games, I might happen to be buying sandwiches for you fools next week. And so I was freaking out. Like I told you, I got five kids. I can barely put food on the table for these five kids that always want to eat, always want to eat my frozen pizzas. Everyone knows Tito loves his frozen pizza. And yet... I thought I was honestly going to have to come around and actually buy you from some lunch next week. But thank God you're here to you're here to calm me down. And thank you, Eric, for that. You're you're the voice of reason here. I do appreciate this. Not this joke over here, Sharpie Sean, who sharpshooted me again last night. He sharpshooted me again. He came out with a video after the after the the show happened, and he's like, "Oh, post this on YouTube." And I said, "I can't believe I'm having to do this to him again because he didn't let me reboot him." He didn't let me go head to head with him. He came over the top. I'm supposed to be the one coming over the top. Sharpie, Sean. Well, I saw some line movement late last night. That thing ended up going to two and a half. So the gambler and me, he saw an edge. He took it, boy. 
Well, I liked your tactic, Sean, of coming over the top late with the extra video, but this is another reason why I like the honor system that we do. Tito, you will be up last tonight when we make our picks. So uh, I know I'm putting a couple picks out. I would imagine Sean has at least one put out. So Tito, you, you may have an opportunity to return the favor tonight. Uh, so let's transition uh, before we get to the picks. I really want to get into this, the 10 commandments of sports gambling. So like, look, today is the last day of the month. Uh, so for those of you out there that have bookies where you settle up every month, tomorrow is a fresh start. So we want to make sure you're in a good state of mind as you start February. And frankly, like I'll speak for myself. I have broken a lot of these commandments over the years when I was less experienced. And I'm going to confession today, boys. Like I'm going to confess to a lot of these sins that I have made over the years. And there's like some truly embarrassing stuff in here. But, you know, like anything in life, you grow, uh, you get wiser, you learn from your mistakes. And then eventually you be become profitable or at the very least, just don't lose your ass. I think that's, that's what I told people what I want to accomplish on the show. I want to be profitable, but just, just don't lose your ass. Okay. So like, honestly, like we have a lot of fun in this show. We're going to have a lot of fun today, but for real, like sports gambling can ruin your life if you don't have it under control. So bet I'm really, yeah, definitely bet responsibly. There's been, there've been many times where I've, I have not. So I'm going to share some of those details today uh, of some of the mistakes I made and hopefully that can help you guys uh, to not do those things. Uh, I, think I, know, I think I know one of those bets. <laughs> well, well, I'll get to it later. You let me know if I get it right, if you got it right. Okay. Tito, you got anything to add before we get started on this? Absolutely. To a serious, for me to be serious for one second here, kind of taking what happened to me last night. I was even down in the dumps last night, even after the, those two plays did not hit. The fact that I don't actually bet um, proves to, proves should prove to anyone um, that if I would have bet money, you know, whether it was five dollars or ten dollars, I told the story last week about sweating over betting for ten, betting five dollars in the blackjack dealer making fun of me. Um, if I would have lost five or ten dollars last night, it would have devastated me. And so, to Eric's point, um, you know, we're not here to shame anyone. Um, my takes are they're legitimate to a degree but I'm not betting. So everyone should be well aware of that. So when I give hot takes and when I give bets, just know it's coming from a place of being a sports fan. Um, and so I know that if last night I would have bet money, that would have ruined my week. That would have ruined my next couple months um, because um, I can't, I, I can't handle that. So um, these guys are, these guys are great enough friends to allow me to do this with them and allow me to kind of, be like the guinea pig in this situation. And so they both have the characteristics of, of what it takes to be, you know, a, a, you know, a, a gambler and not be, you know, too crazy with it. So um, kudos to you guys for gambling responsibly. That's one of the reasons why I don't, because it would just wreck me. So from my point of view, last night, I did bet the game and I did have 280 bucks on the game to win 200. And I've been gambling a long time. That game was out of reach. So I really was, I turned on some yoga, turned the game off, move on. I was moving on. And I can, I can do that now. Back in the day, I'd have been raging. I'd been mad a long time ago. I've been doing it so long now that it's just, a, it's another day. It's, a, you know, you can't win them all. So you just move on. You mentally, I'm done with that game. I move on. Ended up checking my phone later at night, seeing a crazy win. Hey, you chalk that one up to, 
little bit of luck, but everything works out. You know, I had a Purdy injury in the 49ers game, so everything evens out. So um, definitely, once you become a sharp and you kind of understand it, you can't let a game affect you at all, or else you will spiral down a bad, bad hole. Boy, that is so, so right, Sean. That, that, that's, a, that's an outstanding point. That really kind of gets into our first commandment of sports gambling. And I don't really have these ordered in any you know particular order, but the first one is do not chase. You, you have a loss like last night, Tito. You know, we, we, and really, we didn't talk much about the Baylor game. That, that was a one-point loss for you with the spread as well. And Baylor was right there most of the game. That was a real tough one. So after you lose a couple three-stars like that, it can be tempting to chase the next day. Just do not do it. I mean, you might win the first time you chase, you know, and, and catch back up. But sooner than later, you're going to lose. You're going to fall way further behind. And your bankroll is just going to be depleted. Uh, Sean, would you agree with that? Oh, yeah, 100%. Great call, Eric. And I think this is very timely right now because, like, I just talked about it. If you're a better that uses a bookie and you settle up at the start of every month, tonight is it. Like, it's the last day of the month. So, you know, say you're down a few hundred bucks for January tonight and you think to yourself, man, if I could just get this one play right tonight, I can get back to even. Do not do it. Do not do it. Just take your lumps. This game you're thinking about betting, you know, deep down, that's not the lock of the year. So don't be a hero. Just pay your bookie tomorrow. And I guarantee you, you're going to feel better as soon as that account resets. It's it's going to feel like a fresh start. Pay the bookie. You'll be fine. Tito, you got any insight to, to add on to that or any thoughts on that? Oh, man. Yeah, that's that's a great call. Um, that's exactly what I would do. Um, knowing myself, not wanting to settle up, not wanting to pay or wanting to try to get ahead, maybe even, oh, maybe he can give me 50 bucks or whatever. Like, no, like that's that point right there hits way home for me in regards to why I don't bet. I don't like giving away any money, like literally any money. Um, and so the fact that I would have tonight, I, if I was down $200, I would literally be freaking out trying to figure out what to do to make sure I don't have to pay that. And maybe I can actually get some money. And so, um, it's, it's exhibit a is why I don't, I don't bet. Yep. Great points, man. So let's, let's move on to number two. And this is the one I, I broke most recently. Do not gamble when you're drunk. Do not do it. If you want to bet on a game when you're drinking, you just want to have some fun, that's fine. But just put like some pizza money on it, like 10 bucks, 20 bucks, something you bet on a, you know, spend on a pizza, nothing crazy. Uh, I know this rule is a tough one to follow. It's so tempting uh, because you want that rush when you're drinking. You want that huge celebration if you win. But it's just such a bad idea, isn't it, Sean? Oh, yeah. And I've been there uh, personally back in my early days as a gambler out with the boys on a Friday night or a Saturday, you start early at a golf course, you know, you're drinking a few, take a couple shots. Here we go. We're feeling good. We got a big game on Saturday night, college football or basketball game. And, you know, you're kind of losing track of what you're doing all month. And you might, you might actually go over your limit that what you actually have to bet because you have no self-control when you're drunk. Yeah. And Tito, whether, you know, college football, you know, big NFL game, or in my case, it was UFC. Uh, I was over at your house, Tito, for the Kamaru Usman fight back in August. Um, I just love that dude. I just think he's such a badass. I have a total man crush on him. So I wanted some action on that fight, and I put 160 bucks on him to win at probably like minus 300 or something. Like, oh, that's, wow. that's way more than what I would usually bet on a game anyway. 
Plus, I like I never take anything at minus 300, but I was drunk and I wanted some good action. And Tito, as you remember, uh, he dominated the fight, but then he got knocked out with a kick to the head late in the fifth round. And that was that like money gone, buzz gone, like immediate regret. So do not bet while you're drunk. Tito, I'm sure you remember that one, right? I, yeah, I do remember that when it was kind of all of a sudden kind of a shock because if yeah. he would have just stayed away, you would have been winning, you would have won the bet. But let me ask you a question. If I mean, you say the commandments do not bet when you're drunk, and I get that. But let's say you're up $500 and, and then it is the end of the month and you're out with some friends or with some buddies, or if you're planning to go to Vegas one day and you know you're you're prepared. You know, you guys have always told me when you go to Vegas, be prepared to take a certain amount of cash and, you know, be willing to lose that. Right. So like if it's a thousand dollars, if it's five hundred dollars, if it's a hundred dollars, it doesn't matter. Whatever it is, be prepared to lose that. Let's say it's the last night you're hammered, getting drunk. You're having a great time. You're watching some college basketball. You're watching a UFC fight. Is that an acceptable time if you're up, or is there is there any reason that that would that that would be a commandment that you could you could bet you could break? I would say no if you want to win long term. Um, you know, I, we're talking to me and Eric are trying to talk to the audience that is the everyman gambler. He's not too sharp. He's been gambling maybe for a year or two, um, just getting your feet wet because we've both made these mistakes uh, year after year, and then you finally grow and you finally learn. I need discipline. So you know, and also not even if you're collecting with a bookie every month, if it's uh, DraftKings that you're betting through or uh, you're going over to the casino, wherever you can get, you know, any action with um, there are certain casinos in different states. Now they're taking bets with DraftKings or bar- Barstool, whoever that is. But um, so also, you know, when you, if you're creating that bankroll and you, you start at a thousand, you got 2000, if you go out and you get drunk and you're placing bets on your phone, you might wake up the next day and have 500 bucks and it took you two months to get your bankroll two grand. You blew it one night there. Where's the risk reward there? You're, you know, it's just not, it's not making sense. Numbers aren't adding up. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think um, if you just like want to put a unit on your normal sized unit on that game, I think that's okay. But where you get into trouble is what I did, you know, with the Usman fight and putting 160 on it, which is way over what my normal unit size is. That's where you get in trouble. But if you just want to put some money on it, I did that, you know, when I was out with uh, other Sean, um, Sean with the U the other night and with our wives, we were watching the Indiana game at a bar. They're uh, both IU grads. So we were all rooting for Indiana. I'll, I'll put a unit on, on Indiana. Right. And it won, which was great. But if we're a loss, no big deal. It's just one, it's just one unit for me. So um, I, I think it's a great question. Yeah, because long-term, especially if you're winning, let's say you're hitting 60% for three months and your unit size is 10 bucks. You go out one night, you bet 300 bucks because you're drunk. You lose it. And you just wasted three months of research and dominating for one night being drunk. It's not worth it. Yep. Great call. Totally agree. Man, th- this is good. I'm liking this. I feel like we're, we're educating people today, hopefully. Hopefully people are getting something from this. Uh, number three, do not bet with your heart. You do not want the double whammy of losing money and your favorite team losing like the Green Bay Packers. For Sean. Uh, Tito, you saw this with your very first bet on this show when you bet on the Lindenwood Lions basketball team. Uh, and you learned a lesson that night, didn't you? Yeah, never again. Never trusted in the Lions ever again. What a terrible play. Can't believe it. 
listen to Eric's thought process here. It's about emotional risk management, too, when your team gets to the playoffs. Terrible pick by me. I'm still fired up over the Lions. They're frauds. I can't believe I went to school there. I can't believe I give donations to that school still. Absolutely fraud terrible. Sean, do you bet on the Packers at all? Or do you, if you feel like you have an edge on their game, do you just bet like any other game? Or, or what do you think? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've learned the hard way betting on Green Bay in the playoffs. Um, now, last few years, I've been fading them pretty heavy for some good amounts of money. So when the Niners beat them, I, I, you know, I made a few stars there. And when the Lions beat them, I made a few stars there. But, yeah, that's a, that's a simple one. Don't bet with your heart because it's a double whammy. Right. So, I mean, you can bet on a game with your favorite team, but bet on it because of your head. And maybe you have an edge because you know your team so well and watch them so well. And you might be able to make some money on that. But if you're just going to bet on your favorite team, oh, I just want to root extra hard for them to see them win. Horrible, horrible idea. Do not do that. Uh, commandment number four, do not bet more than what you are comfortable losing. Uh, we have said it many times. We do not unit size shame on this show. So you got to find what's comfortable for you. Uh, yeah, yeah. whether it's this big or that big, yeah, it doesn't matter. So for me, I've had the same unit size for most of the last – I've bet the same amount on every game most of the last few years. Uh, but heading into November this past year, uh, I knew I was going to be profitable for 2022 overall. Uh, I was so far ahead. I was like, okay, let's increase the unit size for November. But just the whole month, like – it, it was uncomfortable. Like the losses felt way worse than the wins felt good. If you know what I mean? Like I, I ended up just having a terrible month. I felt off just kind of the whole month with my reads on things. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go back to my old unit size. And I think I just realized like, I'm not trying to get rich off this thing. Like what I want to do and what I love about gambling is like just what we do on this show. Like the whole process of handicapping games, uh, you know, talking gambling with you guys, watching the games themselves and like just the chase of wanting to be profitable at the end of the year. So I just think I'm at a point now, like I obviously I want to win, but if I lose, it doesn't ruin my night. So, I, you know, I just find what's comfortable for me. And I just urge, you know, you guys, everyone watching to, to do the same thing. Uh, any sentiments on that one guys? Yeah, totally agree. Um, I used to, before I had a family, same way. I mean, it'd be, I'd make uncomfortable bets. You know, I was only responsible for, for myself back then and things changed for me. I kind of got out of it for a while. And then as Eric knows, I just got strictly into betting NFL. And two years ago, I think I cashed about $8,000 uh, through the NFL season. And then last year it was only about four grand, but I kind of pulled back on my unit size, you know, the economy, this and that um, need more money for here and there. And the thought of losing that money. So it, things, things change for you. Um, but I totally agree with you, Eric. If, if you're just not comfortable and it makes you physically upset, don't do it. Don't do it. You got to learn that whatever your bankroll is, you can lose that. Yeah, you'll notice that most of my plays I put out on this show are one star. I think I've only had one three star and one two star bet. I usually keep my unit size the, sh the same. And Sean, I do think that probably is to my detriment. To, to like really build a significant bankroll because I'm not, I think that's the next step I need to get to. I need to trust myself if I have a really good read on a game to bet, you know, significantly more on it. But I just found for me, I just, I, I'm definitely wired to gamble, obviously, but I am not wired to like take these big swings of real money coming in or coming out. 
So I think I just, that's where I've grown. I just found what's comfortable for me. Tito, I, I know, you know, obviously we say you don't gamble for real, but like those three-star bets that you're throwing out on the show, you know, if you were gambling for real, I think you would realize really quick, especially after a night like last night, like, man, I got to slow my roll a little bit, right? Oh, yeah, 1,000%, right? Three-star plays. When I when I announced my, my three-star plays, baby, they're locks of the week, they're locks of the century, baby. It's it, it's that's the that's the give and take where you guys have to you know, realize that it's this me putting on a show for everyone. But I know that, man, um, there there's no starter unit shame for me. Right. So, like, if I if, if I were to lose three dollars last night, I'd be mad at myself and kicking people and being upset. So. Um, so, yeah, absolutely agree with what your what your sentiment is there, Eric. And. I'm glad that you guys are in a position to where you guys know what you're comfortable with and have that mindset. And like I said, doing the show and being able to watch games now and have that edge and, you know, just feeling, you know, feeling invested in the game because I picked it on, on the show makes it that much more enticing for me. Well, yeah, you're trying, he's trying to be too sharp. So, I mean, I, it's still a competition on the show. It's still for a sandwich or a burger, whatever we're going to end up here doing. And I would say, I'm right on Tito's ass, boys. Uh, I'm only down like 400 bucks, so I'm coming for him tonight to be number one the first month. Trust me. And I'm coming over the top on you, baby. You better be ready for my hot takes on these bets, baby, because I'm coming over the top. Don't forget that Tito did some research this afternoon too, baby. I love we could see a swing at the top of the standings tonight. That's going to be exciting. But, yeah, but Tito, like, for real, I know we've said that, like, you were the guinea pig in this whole experiment, I'm loving it. Like, I'm so glad you're doing this show uh, besides the entertainment value, which is like just perfection. Um, but like, I, I think this is what a lot of people do. If they decide they want to start betting, they're like, I'm going to come out hot and I'm just going to throw three stars down on this play and that play. And in your case, you're crushing it right now. And, you know, or you were up until last night, up like 2,500 bucks or whatever, well, I think 2,200. But then you t take a setback like last night. And then we're about to see, you know, at the end of the show, what how you're going to respond to this night. But uh, I'm just fascinated by this by this whole thing. But again, just like do what you are comfortable with. Find that sweet spot for yourself. Okay, number five, do not bet a significant amount of money on a game just because it's on TV. And this includes the Super Bowl for me. Okay, so I know this is the biggest game of the year, but the Super Bowl to me, it's just one football game. And I remember one year, it was the Broncos Seahawks Super Bowl, guys. It was the year that uh, Tito traded me Peyton Manning in fantasy football, and he had like a billion touchdowns, and I won my trophy, find my one trophy 10 years ago. Um, I just had to get my dig at you there, Tito. These fucking <laughs> guys always <laughs> tripping me. I Can you – and I'm and i not supposed to like take it. I'm supposed to just be like, oh, okay, oh that's funny. Get out of here with this crap. <laughs> who beat you, who beat you in the finals this year? Knock it off with this shit. All right, that's enough. I right. lost two bets last night, two three star plays. You gonna trip me some more? I got all the YouTube fans coming at me last night about rapping, about fantasy football. Now I gotta hear from you, clowns. Get out of here. Right, oh God. I will always enjoy I, I remember the trade, Tito. I traded you Victor Cruz and Tony Romo. Knock it off. Friends don't make oh. friends tell horror stories like this. This is bringing me, giving me nightmares tonight. Knock it off. Ashley wanted me to remind you that. You oh, my God. Knock it off. I don't care what they said, okay? I won the Jarek Star Trek Cup last year. That's enough for me. You dropped Jarek McKinnon, and that led her to. Oh, a my God. Don't remind me. 
Oh, well, my nightmare coming back to me was the year that that Peyton Manning uh, season 2013. It was the Broncos Seahawks Super Bowl. Tito needs a break. I'm going to keep talking though. So <laughs> this was the, I would, the Broncos were the most dominant team all year long. I was sure they were going to win. I was sure Peyton was going to be the MVP. I had all these different props that correlated with the Broncos winning. I think I had like 20 bets on the game. I went like five and 15 or something. It was just a miserable experience watching the game that night. So just remember, just because it's a big game like the Super Bowl or just because it's a game on TV, you don't have to go crazy betting it. Put a little something on it if you want. But if you don't think you have an edge, don't put a big amount on it. I, Sean, I know you told, said the other day for the Super Bowl, you like to fire like a big play, like a 10-star play or whatever. So, uh, But I think where it gets tricky is like for me in that Super Bowl, it was when you bet all the props on top of it that correlate with the way you think the game is going to go. That's where you can really get in trouble. Yeah, uh, well, last few years, like I said, my bankrolls have gotten pretty large throughout the year, so I'm advancing my unit size. And two years ago, I loved Tampa Bay in that Super Bowl. That was a lock of all locks for me. Um, so we made some money on that. And then um, last year, the Rams, I was on the Rams. I kind of thought Kroenke was going to get a Super Bowl. Uh, a few years ago when Denver did win, I was on them. Um, so, yeah, I do like betting that. It's, you know, it just depends on my bankroll for that NFL season, though. So, um, if I'm up several thousand dollars, then I do like to throw a larger bet on it for sure. But, you know, say I'm up eight grand, I'm going to put two grand on the game. I'm still going to bring home six thousand, you know, or whatever, whatever the units are I'm up that year. Yeah, and this could correlate into the commandment about don't bet while you're drunk. Because a lot of times there is a big game on, you're having some drinks or a big fight on. I mean, that was the perfect storm with the Usman fight with me. I was huge fight. This guy fights like what, Tito, once a year, maybe twice. Um, and I'm like, this is my chance to bet on him. And I got my ass kicked. Uh, Tito, anything to add on this one? Nope. All right, all good. Let's move on to number six. And I put these two together. Uh, do not bet on the coin toss of a football game at minus 110. <laughs> don't pay the juice bet your buddy instead and do not bet fifteen thousand dollars on a play that will pay you a three hundred dollar return tito and sean you both made a bet like that for the show uh you did survive at the royal rumble this past weekend can we agree can we please not do that again can we agree on this oh yeah absolutely you know i had a conversation at instructional league on sunday with another domesticated gambler um, who makes some golf picks on on our, on the comment section of our videos. Um, and I was talking to him about where's the value in that? that I mean, that, that's essentially why WF, that's why the books make those plays so, so ridiculous because they're, that, that, that's a surefire lock, um, you know, in regards to Roman Reigns beating, you know, whoever he faced on Saturday night. I, yeah, it doesn't really matter. But there's no value yeah. in that. I mean, where's the value in betting? Like if it's an ordinary guy who's just betting $10, well, I mean, I don't even know what that would be, but what that would equate to is that $10 and like five cents, $2, five, five $10. cents, I think. Yeah. I mean, there's, where's the value in that? So like, it, you know, everyone should realize there's no value in that. And that's, it's unnecessary. Cause what if it doesn't hit to Eric's point, the undertaker lost and you lose that money and it's just, it's not a smart play. Hopefully Eric gets into this bet that I'm thinking he's going to talk about a certain team was up three games to one. You, you nailed it. So this is literally my most embarrassing sin 
as a sports gambler and I'm sharing it here. So uh, Tito, and that's what, that's why I felt like I, I, I rewatched the show and I'm like, man, I felt like I was getting on Tito pretty good more than I intended to about that 15 K bet, but people can make mistakes on just dumb bets like that. that can cost them a lot of money. And it wasn't 15 K for me, but um, you know, my story along those lines. So it was the 2016 NBA finals. It was the year golden state when 73 and nine, best regular season team of all time. They were up three to one on the Cavs in the finals. And I had, it was a little bit over a thousand dollars in my account um, at a betting site. And I saw the Warriors were minus 2000 to win the series. And I thought, ah, this will be the easiest 50 bucks I ever made. Best team ever up three to one. I put a thousand dollars on the dubs to win the series to win 50 bucks stupidest bet I've ever made in my life for real no joke even if they would have won it's that's just a five percent return on your money just so dumb and that's why I urge you guys do not make bets like this in real life yeah um I remember that and you know what though you were a young gambler back then so don't beat yourself up for it you've grown you know you gotta let your let that go move on oh I definitely have but just it I will never forget that lesson of like, there's just zero value in doing that. And at the time, and I think it's just like this rush of like, oh, I want to like cash a ticket. Even yeah. though you get more value, like I said, opening up your CD at the bank down the street. So just. I used, uh, um, I used to bet a lot of college basketball. And when I was just starting out gambling or am I, you know, even a few years into it, I mean, it's taken me a long time to become sharp and learn those lessons. I mean, I would lay minus 300 to win 100. You know, still not not long term strategy to win. Sure, would I cash some tickets? But then one out of three, I'm losing. I'm not winning money. It's just does it doesn't work long term. So you know, I would even lay minus five hundred before to win a hundred bucks. So it's it's just a terrible terrible long term strategy. You will get crushed and you will not win. Yeah, didn't you text us today, Sean, about like you had five hundred bucks on a, a a Red Sox bet or something? That was um, a, one of my worst beats ever. I had, Two outs in the ninth, playing the Angels at the Red Sox. I, I can't remember who the third baseman was. He threw the ball over first. And it was an error. It was going down the right field line. Ended up losing that bet. Um, I, that wasn't a high odds game. But okay, okay. It was just a bad loss, a bad beat. It was a terrible beat. I got it. Well, we'll talk more about bad beats in just a little bit. Uh, that's actually the final commandment on the list. Uh, but number seven, if you are betting on a consistent basis, Keep a spreadsheet of every single bet you make. Either do it by sport or do it by the source of the pick. You know, whether it was your own handicap, you know, maybe it's this capper you're tailing or that capper or whatever. I think it just really takes away any perceptions you have and it just leaves you with nothing but facts. I know some people say like, oh man, I, I'm just, I'm crushing the NHL or whatever. And then you look back at your spreadsheet and you realize, oh, I'm really not doing that great at it. So I really, I immediately became a better sports gambler after after starting to track every pick I make, I think it's, it holds you accountable. We joke on the show about holding people accountable, but like it holds yourself accountable and it helps you identify like long term trends, too. Like I remember it was two years ago. Uh, I just had a horrible, horrible college football season, like just dreadful. And if I wasn't tracking those picks, I probably wouldn't have changed anything up because I just would have chalked it up to just a bad day here, bad day there. But uh, when college football came around, came along this past season. I said, you know what? I'm going to be super selective with betting college football this year. You know, years past, I'd probably bet like 10 games a day. 
um, every Saturday. And this year I did maybe like two, like two games per weekend. And this season was much, much better because I did that. So th that's just one example. Track your picks. Uh, you will learn so much more uh, about being uh, a better gambler and, and what you're good at and what you're not. Uh, boys, I'm kind of doing that for you. Tito, I'm kind of doing that for you here with uh, what, you know, tracking our picks as we go along for the show. So if you ever want any insight of what you're doing on this sport or that sport, I can uh, certainly let you know. But I, I, it definitely seems like WWE is your forte. That's funny. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, predetermined port is my forte. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, question relating to the spreadsheet. How detailed do you get? I mean, when it comes to like college football or college basketball, do you go down to like the conference level? Um, you know, looking at trends to see how you do like in a certain conference or maybe MLB, whether it's American League or National League or even down to the division. Do you do do you go that specific or do you recommend people go that specific yeah. or not? Uh, it's a great question. I know there are professionals that do that. Like with this is their full time job that they track. OK, when I bet unders, my percentage is this. When I bet an underdog, my percentage is that I'm not that serious about it. Like I want to make sure I want to, I'm just trying to win. Like my goal is to be profitable at the end of the year. And so I'm usually just tracking it by sport or by the source of the pick typically. And really what I found, I was tracking it by sport originally. And now I've started tracking by the source of the pick. So then like, sometimes you find a capper you really trust, but then once you keep track, keep track of the records, you might realize like, Oh, this guy's really not that good. I don't, I shouldn't tell him. So, uh, Sean, do you have any insight on that in terms of how you track it? Yeah, I was talking to you, Eric, about a little little trick you can do to handicap when you're yeah. handicapping yourself. So, if you got a spreadsheet and you're, you know, you got game X or whatever, let's say Packers versus Lions, and the spread's three. So, this is something that you can learn as a handicapper, getting the best of the number, right? So, when your spreadsheet, say you get the number at three, add a point to each game that you bet for a month. So you know, it's a lot of times that number will change to two on game day or whatever. So give yourself one point and track and see how well you do. And you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised that, oh, wow, I'm hitting 65%. Anybody can do this. Then the next month, take a point away and you'll see how bad you do. It's, it'll blow your mind. It was a, a trick that I learned and it's, it's something that major handicappers do in Vegas. It's an awesome trick. Um, try it out. Do one month one way, do one month the other way, and you'll find out then why you wait to see the best of the number and why you wait for line movements. Like last night on that Texas Tech game, the only reason I'm playing that is I watched the line go to two and a half. You know, I mean, I'm seeing that there's sharp money on that game. So just uh, that's something to, something to watch and something that you can teach yourself how to handicap yourself. Yeah, I th the margins are so thin when it comes to sports gambling, like Rocky Mountain Steve's giving me shit about my soccer picks, even though I'm six and five and up 130 bucks on soccer. And he's like, oh, it's just a lot of, you know, just luck, you're, you're flipping a coin. It's an 11 pick sample size. And this is why it is a, it, we say it all the time. This is a marathon, this is not a sprint. You're gonna have a, a you know, even a, a baseball season, you know, a team like the Dodgers or the Astros, that's gonna win, you know, 105, 110 games, whatever it is. They're going to have stretches where they go four and six or three and seven in, in a 10 game. Or two and eight. Yeah. Right. Like it's going to happen. And that's why you do not overreact to things when you're sports gambling. You stick to your process and you track it for the long haul. And then you can make tweaks as you go along. But a bad week here, a bad month there, even a bad couple months in a row, it doesn't necessarily mean you suck. It's just, it's variance. It's going to happen, right? 
getting the best of the number. That's that's the biggest key. It really is. Yeah, I think if you do get the best of the number on a consistent basis, you are most likely going to be profitable. Uh, yeah. And sometimes that's hard to predict, but that's why, especially in football, like when you see those key numbers, like, okay, I really like a dog and it's at plus seven and a half right now. I should take it now because if it gets yeah. to seven or six and a half, that value is just gone. So do that know, for one month and you'll see how much more you could have won if you're taking the best of the number. Yeah. Yeah. Great point. All right. Number eight, uh, do not gamble so much that it impacts your relationship with your family. And this is a serious one that I can speak to. So I don't even know if I've told you guys this. So I had a few months um, that I paid someone for picks and it was stupid. Like I was looking at my phone all the time. I was setting an alarm to get up early. So, you know, make sure I didn't miss a pick because there was a lot of soccer games in there. Of course, I'm starting at 6:30 on a Saturday morning. Mm -hmm. uh, I was putting my kid in front of the TV for a few hours at a time so I could watch games on the other TV, you know, stuff like that. And uh, I treaded water for a couple months, but then I had one bad losing month and that was it. Like I just cut it off and I was in such a better place once I did that. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, I honestly feel like that was a turning point where I started to become a better dad. Like for real, I, I think I've been a good dad this whole time that, you know, that Andy's been alive, but I, I just feel like when I cut that off, it just freed me, if that makes sense. Like I wasn't chained to my phone anymore. And I think I was getting to the point where the gambling was starting to control me. And it wasn't like I was losing a ton of money, but it's just like, I could tell like I was obsessed with gambling and the picks and making sure I got them all in. And so I just, I cut that off. And now, you know, I'm now controlling my gambling instead of the other way around. Uh, Sean, yeah. have you ever had any kind of experiences like that? Maybe not paying for picks, but just where you can no. feel like an obsession taking over. I've never paid for picks. Um, two years ago, I mean, I was on a heater, and like I said, I won by almost eight grand. And I was into it because I was winning a lot of money. And uh, this year, I really backed off. Um, and I've really learned over the years to not – I don't even have to watch the games necessarily if I handicap it right. I don't even care. Um, just check at the end of the game. It's a winner or a loss. Move on. Move on. Don't leave that in my brain. It's, um, I, I definitely in the past have been addicted to it where it's like, I got to get this in. I need this action. I need this or that. Um, I wouldn't say so much ever since I've been a been a dad that I've ever had that problem, but before that, for sure. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, thanks for being open, Eric, and honest about that. You know, it's something hard to talk about and um, I'm glad that you're not struggling with that anymore, you know? Yeah. Yeah. A thousand percent, Eric. And, you know, just, you know, I'm surprised to hear that as well, uh, especially with knowing how detailed you are and how, locked in i think you are with sports so um the fact that you can come and feel comfortable saying that to us i really do appreciate that uh i feel you know i feel for you in regards to you know getting sucked in like that and uh you know if anyone's ever, if it, everyone gets in, everyone ha gets into those little ruts and, and things like that so you know always know that you know you got friends and family that that love you and support you and so um so yeah that's um that's all i gotta say yeah. Oh, go ahead, Sean. Definitely. Um, if you trust your process and you trust handicapping games, you don't even have to watch them anymore. That's something that I I probably watched way less football than I've ever watched this year. Still was profitable. You know, it's all about for me. It's it's changed on how I handicap games. I really look at where the sharp money's at and where the public's viewing things. Um, so. You don't always have to watch the games, you know, you can still live your life and be profitable.
Yeah, totally. And I think I, I'm lucky that I think I have a really great self-awareness about myself. Like I don't, I don't feel like I'm the kind of guy that really gets addicted to things. Like I can kind of recognize when something is becoming a problem and then I can shut it off. Like I, I had a, I had a, and I know this runs in my blood. Like I had a grandfather um, that really ran into some big problems with gambling and gambling on sports, gambling at the casino. So I know that's in my blood and I help, I have a self-awareness about that. Um, and I think that's important. And, and a lot of that's having a support system, talking to people about stuff and like, just, you don't, you don't have to go with this alone. And I think a lot of times people, when they're talking to their buddies about gambling, you don't talk about the bad losses. Yeah. You don't talk about the months where you, you, you know, that you suck and get your ass kicked. You talk about the, Oh, I cashed this play last night. I nailed this handicap, whatever. But like, let's be real. Like the best gamblers are losing 40 to 45% of the time. And so guys that are just regular Joes like us, you know, you're probably going to lose more than you win for a long time until you figure it out. And, and even like, you know, new gamblers like Tito, you know, I know there's, there's a gambling's, you know, booming across the country now with it becoming legal in these States. And they have a lot of, uh, you know, these books have a lot of promos and offers that they they're giving you free money or boosted odds on games or whatever. And like, so a lot of people, you can start out hot, and, and get a nice bankroll. That's what they want. There's a reason the books are making those offers. They want you to get sucked into their book because once those offers go away, that's when like, okay, you're on a level playing field. And if you're not sharp or you're inexperienced, that's when you start losing your ass. So that that's just some insight that I have, something to look for. You, you guys have any insight on that? No, I agree with you. They want you to get addicted. That's it. I mean, that's kind of our society now. No matter social media, they got, whatever, they want you to get addicted. Poker after the games. I mean, you can play blackjack. You can lose your ass. That's what they want. They want you on there. They want you addicted to it. Well, and that's the thing too, right? That that's what you see. The promos of Eric, you referenced it before. Like, hey, open a new account. Hundred dollars or free bets. Go ahead. And and like for me, it's just like, oh, that I I know. Whenever they they started introducing new casinos here in the in the St. Louis area, mm -hmm. it's. Oh, come on, sign up and we'll give you a hundred dollars. I'm oh hey babe, let's go out to the casino. They're gonna give us a hundred dollars to that. No, never mind, they're not. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to deposit sort of my money and then they'll start giving you some money. So it's it's definitely a catch twenty two and it can be deceptive. And if you don't know what you're doing, um you can be you know, they'll they'll mark you out and They'll take advantage of that situation for sure. They'll, they'll get you. So, all right, I'm going to speed it up here a little bit. It's uh, 3.56 as we sit here. Uh, number nine, set a monthly bankroll. And if you lose it all, stop gambling until the next month. This is essentially the same thing as going to the casino, losing all the money you came with, and then going to the ATM. Do not do that. Tito, I know you're not a big casino guy, but I know you've been there before and you hate it. Uh, this one's got to make a lot of sense to you, right? Yeah, a thousand percent. Um, it's one of the things that people tell me, I know I went on a work trip a couple of years ago, everyone was going out to the casino and I took $40 with me. Then the cheapest table they had was $20. I sat down for two hands. I lost the $40 and I was literally there for like a minute. And everyone's like, where are you going? I'm like, going up to my room. Oh, you're not going to get more money? Absolutely not. So you got to stick to that plan, stick to that strategy. Don't take more money out. Don't don't overextend yourself. That's the last thing anyone wants to do. Um, it only costs you in the long run. Yeah, it's just all about discipline. Yeah, yeah, that's a great story, Tito. You can really dig yourself a big hole if you go over your monthly loss limit, and that can lead to chasing, and you know how that's going to turn out. Uh, last one, and this is kind of a fun one to end on. Do not complain about bad beats. <laughs> yes. Nobody yes. wants to hear it. 
there's a yes, lot son. of signs. There's a lot of signs when someone is a bad gambler, and one of them is bitching about bad beats. It drives me up the wall because I'll tell you right now, this is what happens with the guy that complains about bad beats. Uh, he has a bet that he just about has won. Something weird happens late, like Texas Tech coming back from a 23-point deficit. You're on Iowa State. You lose your bet. And, and Tino, to your credit, like you haven't really complained a ton about that today. But that person complains, oh, such a bad beat. Here's all the things that happened that, you know, I'm going to list seven things that happened that made me lose. Then the same guy, the next night, he has a bet going on where it looks like it's a sure loser. But he catches a few breaks late in the game. And he ends up winning. He doesn't say, oh, man, I, I just got lucky. I, I didn't really deserve that one. He says, boom, I nailed that one. I was right on it. Cash that play. That crap drives me insane. So here's what you got to do. Every time you have a bad beat, you need to take a breath and just realize this stuff is going to even itself out over time. Sean, I think you made reference to that earlier. There's going to be bad beats that go against you and for you. Right, Sean? Well, I also believe in – the power of what you're what you're talking creates karma. It creates mojo in the air. So you're oh, this was a bad beat. Oh, well, you're just you're going down negative road. You don't want to go down that negative road. You want to stay positive, like you said, Eric. I thought I lost last night. I really had money on that game. I was moving on. I wasn't going to complain about it. It was over. Game over. But if I'm sitting there complaining, 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 I get in this mindset of negativity. And then today. It affects me. So just stay positive. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. No doubt. What a bunch of, what a terrible commandment this is. This is a complete fraud of a commandment. This doesn't make any sense. Last night, I got screwed. Jerry Pollard screwed me. Those fucking players from the Cyclones don't know how to hit their damn free throws. Got a bunch of young 18-year-old kids who don't know shit about basketball. <laughs> they Why couldn't they cover for me? Never mind that I got extremely lucky last week with Chicago State and freaking Stanford doing the over. Never mind that. I was right. This is a terrible commandment. Worst commandment out here. Terrible, Eric. I would like I would like to bring something up. We got news last night. Brock Purdy, UCL tear. All you weekend warriors. All these guys sitting on their couch, eating Cheetos, tweeting, just suck it up and throw the ball. He's not really hurt. Enough. You guys played some CYC leagues. You think you're something cool just because you want a little trophy. They gave you a participation trophy. You're nothing, all right? These guys got more talent in their little toe than you got in your whole freaking body, all right? So enough with the, what you're enough with the weekend warrior stuff. This guy was seriously injured. Enough with it. Enough. You guys all look like damn fools. Seriously injured. He was going out to get a second opinion. He didn't believe in himself. Didn't have participation trophies when I was a kid. We had to go through our blood, sweat, and tears to get our trophies. They only stand out for participation trophies when millennials like you started having babies, where you were saying, everyone's a damn trophy. I don't want to hear this hot take crap from you. Your takes are ice cold. I'm the only one with legitimate hot takes. Purdy's not Purdy. He's terrible. He is probably going to retire after the beating that the Eagles gave think, him. He I doesn't want to do it the anymore. The guy texted me. This guy quit on his team. He tore he his deal. Give this guy a break. He's out there trying. It makes sense now. I, I hope all these people who are tweeting, oh, just suck it up and throw the ball down the field. Are you going to apologize? No, you're not. Because you're not a man, you're a grown man child. You're not a man, you haven't learned, 
that you make mistakes. Grow up. Grown <laughs> man child. That's got to be a t-shirt, Eric. You're a grown man child. Ugh. Kudos, Fish. That was perfect. What a take. Wonderful job. You learned from the great Tito. Awesome take. That That is legitimately awesome. I love that. And to your point, people need to stop tweeting. That's the that's the overall gist of it. Stop freaking tweeting all your damn hot takes. Get your hot takes from people like me, like on YouTube. Tito's hot toilet takes. No one will come at you tomorrow, baby. Oh, I'm glad we ended on that commandment. That was a, that was a good one to end on. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. I really enjoyed the discussion. I, I feel like a weight has been lifted off my shoulders good. sharing those stories. So it, you know, if you did enjoy that, if you're enjoying this video. Now make sure you hit the like button, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, that would really be helpful to the cause of growing this show because we're having a lot of fun. I think you guys watching are have a lot of fun. So let's keep it rolling, all right? Uh, we're going to try and Zoom for you. We're about, I'd say let's finish in 10 minutes. Before we get to the picks, uh, if you want to get involved with the show, a reminder that you can be our fan of the week where we'll have one fan on the show with us every Friday. You just need to be subscribed to our YouTube channel and then post a comment on this video saying you want to be our fan of the week and why. Uh, we already have one submission for this week, guys, but uh, keep them coming. Now, we'll choose one person each week, and that person can come on the show on Friday. We'll BS for a bit, uh, like we did with the South City Zebra, and then our fan will choose one of us to go against. They'll each make three picks for the weekend, and if our fan of the week beats the host, he or she uh, will win a prize. And this week, it's a $10 gift card, something like Starbucks or Visa gift card, something like that. So, again, subscribe to our channel. Post a comment saying you want to be our fan of the week and why, and you can join us here on the show this Friday. Tell your friends and family too. We need more. We need more subscribers. Tell everyone that you know that this is the hottest show going because that is the hottest show going. And Tito's the next YouTube star, baby. That's right. Share with your friends. I should remind people to do that. Don't just like the show if you're enjoying it. Tell your friends about it too. All right, let's get to the picks. Sean, order has been restored. You have the honors. You're up first today. You're 26 and 18 for a profit of $1,100 on the year. Uh, where are you going tonight with your picks? We got a lot of games we're going to play tonight because I am coming for that number one spot. I smell blood in the water, and I am a shark, so I'm coming after him, baby. We're going to go to college basketball tonight. We got the Hoosiers going to Maryland, and I'm going to take Maryland laying two and a half at home for a one-star play. We got West Virginia against TCU. I'm going to take West Virginia. Ooh, I got a line move here. Earlier, I had it at two and a half. I got it at two now. Ooh. Uh, we'll still stick with West Virginia for a one-star play, a plus two. Then we're going to go to the big game. Terrible take. Taked into TCU Horn Frogs, Eric. Terrible Bob Huggins doesn't have this team ready. They're two and six on the road. Take the Horn Frogs, two-star player for Tito, baby. Gary Patterson has this team firing all cylinders. Oh, I mean that's football. Never mind. But we're taking the Horn Frogs, two-star play. Coming right over the tap, you sharp. Ah. Um. So we're gonna go to the big game of the night: Kansas versus Kansas State. And we're going to take the eight and a half with Kansas State boys for a one-star play. Also, I'm going to go and take restore order in Allen Fieldhouse, baby. Three-star play. They're going to go home. They're going to get it right. 
They're going to dominate Kansas State. Kansas State won't know what hit them. Oh, my goodness, they're 10-1 and one at home. They're 17-4, and four, the number eight team in the country. Take Kansas State. That's a, that's a three-star play. I'm also going to take the over on that play, baby. You said Kansas State. Are you taking Kansas, right? I'm taking Kansas. I told you Kansas Bill Self. He's a fraud, but I'm rolling with that fraud tonight, baby. So then another, ga- another game that I loved. I loved it earlier in the day. But the line moved. It was at nine. We're going to take Air Force, getting eight. Would have been a two-star play, but we're going to stick with a one-star play. Got any other shot, or is that it? Uh, no, we got a lot more. Uh, we got <laughs> we got UNLV plus three and a half with a one-star play. Oh, Jerry Tarkanian, baby. Got to love the pick. So now we're going to move over to the NBA, boys. And, you know, the NBA, there's, there's a lot of edges here. Everyone's sitting. They're sitting all their players because the NBA is getting into the science of resting their players. I, I, I was listening to a podcast today about over in Europe, soccer players actually wear a heart monitor, and when they redline, they get off the field. They pull them off the field. So the NBA is really catching on to this. So anyway, there's a few leans I got with some players probably going to sit tonight. I know LeBron's going to be back tonight. He can cry all over the floor like he did the other night. I think Davis is coming back. So you're going to give me the New York Knicks minus one and a half. The Lakers aren't anywhere close to the same talent. That's going to be a two-star play, New York Knicks minus one and a half. We're going to take Denver, laying six and a half at home for a two-star play. And we're going to take Miami Heat, plus five for a one-star play. Then the Clippers, laying two and a half, one-star play. All right, the picks are in for Sean. Sean, he's coming after Tito tonight, trying to get that first-place spot on the last day of the month. I'm actually up next in the honor system, but Tito, if you want to go, you've already come over the top with three picks. Uh, you got TCU, you got KU. We got to stick with the honors. We got to stick with it. So we right. over the top on you. All right. Well, I'm 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 he also playing too. Good call, Sean. Eric didn't want me sharpshooting him either, baby. What a wonderful play by Sean. Having a fantastic show, baby. Keep it up, fish. Appreciate I'm actually sharpshooting you, Tito. And this was a planned play for me, but I'm I'm coming against you on one of them. So I have two picks tonight, uh, both involving the KU. K-State game. The first one is a recommendation from the Tagger, who is a KU grad. He found a stat for me today that 18 of KU's last 19 home games against ranked teams have produced a total of 146 or fewer points. So that's an 18-1 stretch against ranked teams at home. KU games have a total of 186 or fewer points. The total tonight is 145 and a half. So I'm going to ride that train. I'm going heads up against Tito. I'm going under 145 and a half in the KUK State game for a one-star play. Tito, thoughts on that one? You just went against your numbers, didn't you? Maybe I didn't explain it that well. Okay. 18 of the KU's last 19 home games against ranked teams have produced a total of a 146 or fewer points, meaning under 146. Does that make sense? Okay. That makes sense. So okay. I'm, take, I'm taking under tonight, 145 and a half for a one-star play. The second one, I don't really love this. It feels square, but my gut tells me to do it. I just cannot picture Kansas losing outright tonight. I, I think the eight and a half is a lot. So I'm going to stay away from the spread. I thought it was going to be much lower than that. But here's what I'm going to do. Now, I'm going to do a money line parlay 
with KU and three other teams. I don't usually do this, but I'm going to do it tonight. KU, Alabama, Kentucky, and Dayton. Alabama and Dayton are huge favorites. Uh, Kentucky is a pretty sizable favorite at Ole Miss. So I need all four of these teams to win straight up to win my bet. Kansas, Alabama, Kentucky, and Dayton. I'm going to do a one-star play, and you can get that parlay at minus 116 on BetMGM. So that's what I got tonight. Wolf. Big wolf. <laughs> so, Tito, you already got a two-star on TCU. You got a three-star on KU. And uh, the over in the Kansas game, was that three-star? How many stars? That's a three-star play, baby. The Tiger doesn't know what he's talking about. The last time he gave Kansas advice, he was talking about how Grady Dick didn't know how to shoot, how he was in a terrible shooting stuff. He came out, scored like 28 points, shot lights out from three. They're going to they're seeking revenge. The last home game they had, the last real home game they had, they lost. And now they're going to go and going to take care of Kansas State because they were they're avenging that loss that they had in Manhattan. So that, those are my plays tonight. Eric, I got a hot play for you tomorrow. I'm going to save it for tomorrow, though. We're going to go to the Missouri Valley. We're going to talk about Missouri Valley. They have a hot slate of games tomorrow tomorrow night. Really looking forward to my play tomorrow, baby. Hey, uh, interesting nugget I uh, learned today about Carl Jeffers, the referee for the Super Bowl. He refed two of Kansas City's games this year, and he has accounted for 17% of the total penalty yardage that they occurred this season. So only two games. This guy's got it out for him. Man. That's, so something, that, that's something just store away as we're heading. Complete fraud. I don't know who they're thinking. I don't know what guy said on the show yesterday that this was a great referee pick, but absolutely complete fraud. Another great staff by Sean. Man, Sean, what a performance today. What some great stats, what some great analysis. Fantastic show to you, baby. Looking you. forward to going up to you tonight, going up against you tonight. Best man wins, and here we go, baby. It's like, awesome, it's like baby with a capital A. Hey, I appreciate that. It's like Jeopardy. I'm risking everything I got tonight, so we're going to see what happens. We got 1,100 on the line. All right, well, I'm, it's almost certain. Well, I guess it's possible that I could pass you, Sean, or maybe even Tito. I'd have to do the math on that, but. Should be an interesting night uh, of hoops as we watch more Big 12 basketball, Tito. I can't wait to watch the Big 12 tonight. I just love me some Big 12 hoops. All right, guys, I really did enjoy the show today. I love the discussion, uh, and that's going to wrap up today's show. Please hit that like button on your way out and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Also post a comment on our videos, and we can chat with you there. And hit that notification bell, too, so you can get our videos as soon as we post them. You can also get the show on SoundCloud and Spotify. Just go to soundcloud.com slash domesticated gamblers or on Spotify. Just search for domesticated gamblers and hit the follow button. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at gambling dads. <laughs> tweet that out, Sean. I put a tweet out there this afternoon uh, with the link where you can now find the show on Apple podcasts. Again, that's at gambling dads for Sean, for Tito. I'm Eric. This has been domesticated gamblers. Thanks for watching guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Let's cash.